Welcome to Grit, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grit Podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the founder of Sisu and your host of the show. And today I am here with Winston Murray and excited to uh, spend some time with Winston. Winston runs a team or a brokerage, Team Ridge. We'll talk about that. But he runs something out of the Pacific Northwest up in Portland. Did about, I want to say around 700 transactions last year. Is that correct? 750, 400 million. Okay. And how long have you been in the business? I've been in the business for about 11 years. Okay. So 11 years, anyway, just really taken off as of late. I wanted to share this story, Winston, because how I met you actually just recently, we're actually meeting now, but a few weeks ago, Winston happened to be on a Zillow meeting. I think it was a Zillow Flex team meeting. And he shared a screen that I actually have here on my screen. Maybe I'm going to share this. I don't ever share on my podcast. But for those of you watching, I'm actually going to share this on my screen because I think it's cool. So can you guys see that? Are you seeing that, Winston? That's the one, yeah. All right. So tell me, what is this? Why did you share this in a Zillow meeting? And the way I heard about this is my wife, who runs the Zillow Flex team, happened to be in that meeting and said, hey, this guy named Winston, he's in there talking about Sisu. I said, oh, that's cool. I need to meet Winston. So tell me more. Yeah. yeah. Well, they asked me to share kind of best practices and what we did last year to my first 12 months in Flex. We scaled our small team of eight agents to 80 and started a brokerage in the first 12 months. And so they were kind of having me share best practices and how I was able to do that. And of course, all the growing pains that come along with that. We've implemented Sisu earlier on last year into our business and it's been instrumental. I think I've I think I related it to being the dashboard for my business. And, you know, when you're driving 200, 300 miles per hour, it's nice to have a dashboard for your business. And so that's how I talked about it, but it was really genuine. It wasn't a, I mean, it was a plug for Sisu, but it's, I believe in it. So I wouldn't have done it if I didn't mean it. Well, I think it's awesome because Sisu was built for people like you. I came into this business to help my wife grow her business for a year. And I saw it like I was like, why has nobody provided this to this industry? And so, yeah, so that's that's how Sisu got started. But eight to 80 agents in what time frame? 12 months. 12 months. How did you do that? You know, a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, isn't it isn't growth always pain? I mean, yeah, uh, there, there's some pleasure in there, but there's always pain, right? I think from the outside, we only see the pleasure, but yeah, I always joke about how, like, when an agent joins our brokerage, you know, they're going to come out of their first 12 months with like three to five years of volume exposure and experience, and it, and how it's not as much time in the industry as much as it is volume experience because if you're you know, if you're doing five houses a year for 30 years, it's not a ton compared to maybe someone in their first year doing 20 to 30, you know, they're coming out of the gate swinging. Same, same 
for us running the brokerage at that speed were, you know, a, a brokerage that's only two years old. Although I've been running my real estate business for 11 years, I feel like in the last two years, you know, we've gained like 10 years of, of brokerage experience. And so, you know, when we first got on Flex, it was kind of like overflow of leads. My biggest challenge was that I didn't have enough agents to pick up the phone, which is a very unique challenge to have for a realtor. Quite a dream, honestly, to be like, wow, okay, how is it that my biggest challenge is that I have too much business and how can I handle that much business? And so... I had a coach previously who was just like, scale thyself, scale thyself. And he actually, when I was heavy in production, I sold 70 houses in one year by myself and, you know, I was working until 2 a.m. sometimes, but I, I wrote this manual. Selling on- 70 houses. I just want, I don't want to skip yeah, okay. over that because okay. if you're a realtor selling 70 houses, I mean, most of you know this because most of our listeners are in real estate, but like you do not have a life at that point. Like, Real estate is all you do and you go on vacation and you're still doing real estate. I remember being on vacation, uh, having homes under contract, being out on the beach on my cell phone in Mexico, you know, like it's constant work. So do you agree with that, Winston? Yeah. And luckily, you know, when I got into the industry, I was early 20, 22 or so. 23, um, 34 now. And, you know, I didn't really have a life. It was really just all work. And my whole thing was that, you know, Hey, one day I want to grow a family and and have a life. And so I might as well put these kind of hours in now, but you know, this brokerage was self-funded off of my production. So I'm the only owner, I'm the founder of it and, uh, self-funded the majority of it. And so, so your brokerage is works real estate. Where what brokerage did you start at when you came into the business? I've been at Remax. I've been at Keller. I have been at a couple other boutique brokerages that are local to Portland as well. So today we're Works Real Estate. Portland works in Portland. Seattle works real estate in Seattle, uh, so on and so forth. So we're working up and down the I-5 corridor with the 70 agents we have today between both markets. Okay. So you've now been in the real estate industry for 11 years. Nine years in, you decide you're going to start your own brokerage. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What What was the vision here? Why Why did you do this? Honestly, out of necessity. I mean, you know, when we got the Flex partnership, it was like, look, like the big box name, I think is becoming less relevant. The name and a brokerage is becoming less relevant. It's all about the human on the other side, representing the client and that connection, right? Even for us, they don't really care about our company. They care about the quality of service that that agent the relationship that they're building is. That's it. Even more so today with, you know, how common it is for people to just hop online and meet their agent compared to, you know, how common walk-ins used to be back in the day and, or having that trusted name and brand as like the staple, staple in the community. So yeah, I totally agree with that. The brokerage name means nothing to the client, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Honestly, the team name doesn't really mean anything to the client. What means something to the client is that they're taken care of. Cool. They have confidence. They're going to be working with the right person who's going to do everything on their behalf and represent them in the best way. And that is actually, I don't know if you've used Sisu's client portal yet, because I know you're fairly new to Sisu. But in my opinion, that is the future of real estate is that you have to let people know where they're at during that transaction 
Mm-hmm. And visually, not just by calling them once a week on Wednesdays and giving them an update, they need to visually know what's next, what they just completed. And that's that's one of the benefits of CSU. Well, I think that's exactly where the opportunity lies in the industry, too. It's like many clients don't even know how their realtor get, gets paid. They don't know that when they click a home through Redfin, that agent can show them any home. They don't know. They just don't know how it works, you know, like transparency is goal here and turning the lights on in the industry and creating more transparency and easy access to homeownership for the consumer. And ultimately just having them feel more empowered through the process, but we're far away from getting to that point. So we're barely scratching the surface on it. What I think is the opportunity headed into the future of the industry. So, yeah. Yeah. So you've been able to go from eight to 80 agents because you had an abundance of lead flow. So I know you have a Zillow Flex relationship, which that's obviously a lot of leads coming in. What other ways are you generating leads for your agents? Yeah. So we partnered with YLOPO for our website. Um, So that's more of a retention tool we found. You know, obviously our clients are still searching on Zillow's app, but you know, it's really nice to have any kind of consumer data that will say, hey, this person you haven't talked to in six months is active. You should probably call them. Any Anything and everything we can do to help leverage our agent's time is of value. And so, yeah, we scaled eight to 80. At that point, it was like, okay, endless leads means nothing without quality control. So having a really nice streamlined automated education program that is really hard to synthesize and figure out, okay, how am I going to teach someone who's never sold a home everything they need to know about real estate in 30 days? You just, you can't do that. I'm learning something every day and I'm 11 years into this. And so for us, our philosophy there is like, okay, if we can teach an agent how to build trust and gain a client, both a buyer or a seller, then the client will teach that agent everything else they need to know about the process through series of scenarios and questions that come up about sewer lines and roofs and whatever, with an emphasis on repeat business and referrals. And so I think the thing that makes us different than a traditional team team or team ridge is that I would like to think we are, we're a brokerage. We're not a team, we're a brokerage. We offer team-like support, but our agents have autonomy in what they're building. And I've found that that actually helps us with retention and attracting more of a self-starter type entrepreneurial realtor that is what this industry was built on. So when you say you offer that kind of support. Let's talk about what is the support that you offer as a brokerage? Full transaction coordination support. They're they're local to our market. They're real human beings. They have a depth of experience in this market and relationships with other realtors. We were able to bring them in-house. I feel really fortunate to have brought that six-person transaction coordination team in there. So you have a transaction coordination team in your office, six agents, or yeah. not six agents, but six TCs, let's call them, mm-hmm. full-time. Yeah, they're not in in the office, but they're in you know in our virtual office or, yeah. or whatever. We do have a physical yeah. office, but most of our agents, you know, are working from home right now. And so we have them, and then we have a listing, a dedicated listing team too, to support our agents with data entry on the back end. So our agents are responsible for getting the house prepped for sale, you know, paint this, fix that, landscaping, cleaning, whatever. And once the agent fills out the data sheet, we will enter it in on the back end for our agents. 
and help coordinate lockboxes, keys, flyers, open houses, send out the email to the MLS, promoting the listing, the social media posts. So a lot of that heavy lifting on the back end is leveraged off of our agent's plate. So we meet them halfway on that, which saves them a ton of time to do more of what they're best at. So there's never be a reason in this market that we're not available to meet the client demand, whether it's, hey, go show a house now or Hey, I need repair negotiations now. If we're designing a flyer for our latest listing or getting ready for the open house, like that's not the agent is not the best person to do those things. And for us, as a sense of quality control and marketing, I don't want our agents taking iPhone photos on their listing. So we pay for photos, video marketing, professional. We do 3D tours, floor plans for every listing. So there's that's our marketing package. That's a cost savings for our agent, but more importantly, is time savings. Yeah. And it's time savings and it represents professionalism from, from you guys. So I mentioned the word team rich. You mm-hmm. said we're a brokerage. In my opinion, you're a team rich. And I'll tell totally. you why. Okay. Because the traditional brokerage doesn't do any of the stuff you just talked about doing. From lead gen to transaction coordination to the photos to any of that. They don't they just don't do it. And so when I say team rich, I say you're a brokerage that operates like a team. Yeah. I would like to think that we're the next evolution of a traditional brokerage. Yes. I would agree with that. Yes. So my head's in 10 years where like every broker should be providing this kind of value to their agent in order to survive and stay relevant in the industry. Because when it comes down to the backend things that I just mentioned, that's not what a realtor does best, right? Not that the agent who aces the exam that is going to ace it in the field It's usually that that person has very high emotional, social IQ to be able to like maintain a high level uh, quality relationships with hundreds and hundreds of people at the same time. That person should be high level supported. So we're talking about leverage beyond transaction coordination and listing support. We also offer referral cards. So, you know, we use follow up boss as a CRM, our agent, if they get maybe a past client who refers them, let's say their neighbor to sell their house, that agent can go into follow-up boss, tag concierge. Hey, can you send this person a handwritten thank you referral card for referring their neighbor to me? So this is old school Buffini leveraged with tech, right? It's still all about that personal touch. So that agent is now incentivized and supported by the brokerage to build a strong intentional referral-based business through these systems, including referral cards, post-referral cards, plus closing gifts. And we meet the agent halfway on the cost of a home warranty to ensure that client relationship is protected. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears here for a minute because I think part of the problem with real estate over the last 30 years with these brokerages has been that they didn't they didn't charge enough they didn't charge enough on each transaction in order that they could build the support to really provide the value to the agents totally i agree 100% yeah so what do you guys charge like how do you okay, price that? if you're providing a lead to an agent you know how is that different than a normal transaction and i i'd just love to hear your your cost structure it hasn't always been the same. And we started out on a 50-50 split, um, regardless of the source. It made it way easier to track. It was really simple for agents to understand, hey, everything you sell is 50-50. And the reason why is because we want to help you build your referral-based business. And it doesn't matter if that client is coming from Zillow or a referral. We're yeah. going to help you get referrals from all of those clients. And we're going to teach you how to provide that kind of service that generates repeat business and referrals. And we needed that when we were small and at scale, things, you know, when you have more agents, you have more money and you can come off of those splits over time. But in the early 
phase of building our team, like we had to keep our splits high because it was so expensive just to build this business. And now so you said building a team. So are you talking about building a team before you were a brokerage or are you talking about? Oh, I, I was, I was a showing agent. I was a buyer's agent. And then I went solo and then I started, and then I hired a TC and then I built a team and then okay. I started a brokerage. So okay. every, every uh, floor. Okay. So that's when you were building a team, you were 50-50. When you started this brokerage, Mm -hmm. what are your splits like there? What what does the compensation look like? Yeah. So it started out 50-50 for the first nine months. And then we we switched it to 60-40 when the market flipped. Um, we were actually offering staging for every listing. So we cut that out just in time. I think we were at one point we're doing like 40 grand a month in staging, which would come back every 30 days, but then only half of it started to come back after a while when, when, uh, the market shifted. And so, you know, we increased agent generated business splits by 10%. So it was a 60, 40 on that 50, 50, and we share the success fees. So any referral fees to outside lead sources, we do off the top and then it's split 50, 50. Recently, as of the last three or four months, we've implemented a new comp plan, which is more structured around total company production tiered split. So a new agent, a brand new agent, which I'm not scared of a new agent because of the education program we have. I have new agents outselling veterans all day. I love new agents. Most power teams, and I'm still calling you a power team because everything you've told me about your brokerage, you run like a team. Okay. I'll Uh, tell you what's different though in a little bit. Okay. 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 So that being said, what I found is it's easier to teach real estate skills and have them move into your culture, which is a culture of production Mm -hmm. and actually be willing to make 25 great conversations per day than it is to train somebody who's been in the agent for 10 years to actually work. Right. I mean, that's, You bring someone in that's been in the business for 10 years that's been selling four homes a year. They don't know what work is, right? They don't fit into your culture. Nor do they see where the industry is headed because they already have a fixed mentality around what it is. And and honestly, like they might have 10 years on me and have a more established database and they don't need to work that hard. So kudos to them. But for those folks coming into this, you do. And not only that, you need to learn the tools and systems to operate your business at a high level. So we include the tech stack, including CSU as part of that, uh, of course, plus CRM and Wailopo and all the things you need to have a good presence online and run your business at a high level. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, I mean, what, what is the elephant there? How are you different than a team? So, so, so let's talk about it now. So um, we have a tiered split. So a new agent starts at a 60-40 split. And over time, as they become more experienced, and now hopefully more of their business is coming from referrals, we see about a 15 to 25% increase in referral business year after year. When you say referral, you're saying SOI. Yeah. Sphere of yeah. influence or past yeah. clients. And so our yeah. whole thing with Zillow is like, hey, we want to provide the kind of experience to that Zillow client that generates two or three more deals. And so if you're providing good experience online, you're not going to last online long because you're building an intentional referral-based business and becoming less reliant on that Zillow source of business. Yeah. And so when an agent comes in, it we're wanting them to get to that 10-year mark where they're sitting back and they're collecting referral checks. And I want to keep that agent at our brokerage for the next 10, 15, 20 years too. Yep. We're helping yep. them build. Oh, go for it. So what do you do? So 
Yeah, like what do you do to keep them there? Like yeah, so well the splits help. So uh, so what what are they? Yeah, so 60-40 for a new agent. After that agent sells four million in volume, which is about eight houses in our market, their split gets incrementally better by five percent. So it'll go 35-65, and then another four million after that, their split will be at a 70-30 on agent-generated business, which now all of a sudden 70-30 is comparable to a normal brokerage out there. Plus you have all this unique support that we offer and Zillow opportunities that they would not have had otherwise. Yeah. So it goes deeper if you yeah. want. Yeah. So let's stop there for a minute. So, okay. so it's all time. So that's not on a rolling 12. That's just like, Hey, a new agent needs a lot of support in the beginning. And then once they got a year and a half under their belt or 15 houses under their belt in production, like they're going to be good. And then so is that is that based off last year's production? Is that based off this year's production? What is that based off of? If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. Yeah, so for folks coming in, we take a 12-month snapshot of production and then we place them in their 70-30, 65-35 or 60-40 split. So so if someone goes down in production, they could actually go up in splits again. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, it could yeah. take someone 5 years to get to a 70-30 to sell 8 million yeah. or it could take someone 3 months. Yeah, so I was with one of the top coaches in the real estate industry the other day and you know, he's coached teams to a billion dollars, teams and brokerages to over a billion dollars in closed volume. And I was talking to him about these splits and it was, okay, look, your typical team charges 50-50. Your brokerage, a lot of brokerages are doing that now if they're acting like teams, just, just like you are. Mm-hmm. And he said a lot of them are also good doing 70-30 where... But it's 70-30, it's also 30-70. So you bring your own deal to the table, your referral, I'm going to give you 70-30. But if I bring my Zillow lead to the table, now I'm keeping 70, you're keeping 30. Mm. Which if someone's 50, if someone's 50% SOI, referral, whatever you want to call it, that all balances out and we're back to 50-50, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we don't do that, but we did keep our agent gen business or a, a company gen business split 50-50. So that doesn't okay. change. So as we grow our database and our tools around YLopo and Zillow, Realtor.com, all these other online lead sources, we're equipped for volume. And so we'll yeah. continue to drive that forward and reinstate our value because even the best agents in a slow time might tap into Zillow and supplement because they're slow that month. That's a value. And you know, they're going to convert at a high level because they're a veteran. And yeah. so previously we would lose agents at about that year, year and a half mark when people are like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. Thanks so much. Don't need to pay the split anymore more, and especially in COVID, because they had a lot of early success. So people's head got really big, really quick. And they're like, all right, I'm going to just go do this on my own. And then they realized, oh, wow, works provided a ton of support. So that being said, we have... What percentage of those people have you seen that leave you like that, that actually end up failing? Good question. I'd say that the majority of them are probably still in the industry, but maybe have sold like one to two houses. Yes. So one to two houses a year. Is it worth, I'm asking this question for the agents out there. Oh, they shouldn't leave. It's Is it worth decision. leaving a team where you're selling 20 homes plus a year to go sell two to four homes a year 
and make no money. And ultimately, you're going to be out of the business. If you do that, you will be out of the business. They may be in for a year or two, but they're going to be gone. Well, you- short, as short-term thinking, you know, at a time when someone needs cash, it's like, well, well, 10% more today is nice, even though I might get paid better in the long run. But it's very short-term thinking. And that's where it's like, when an agent comes in, I want them to know that we're wanting them to build like a 10-year database in three years and grow this thing together for the next 15 or 20 and create a space where they actually can sell their business back to later because there's also no retirement plan. There's no exit plan for many realtors as well. And wouldn't it be nice if the person adopting your business learned the same way you did, uses the same tools, the same systems, and from the day you started, you were intentionally building that business to sell it later. Yes. What other kinds of growth opportunities do you give your agents? I know a lot of these teams, like my wife's an example, you know, she has agents that have been around for five plus years. Those agents have always had growth opportunities. They've become mentors where they're getting, you know, a percentage of other agents deals. And now some of them have become where they're operating an expansion team. So are you doing things like that as well for your agents or what, what kind of growth opportunities do you give them within the organization? So tier one, two, and three is up to 70, 30, but then we have a production maintained in a rolling 12 is actually at an, an 80, 20. So for folks doing 15 million in volume or 25 units or more, and they're maintaining that on an annual basis, they're on an 80, 20 for their agent generated business. Yeah, and so okay. this, like we would lose agents at a year and a half. And now this agent after a year and a half is getting a way better split and they're incentivized to continue growing their repeat business referrals. Yep. Also, and even at that, yeah, those agents, what percentage of their leads would you say are SOI and what percentage are company generated? At that point, it's probably 75% agent-generated business compared okay. to sphere referral. And that's the value is that when they're intentionally building by referral, we're as a brokerage, we're freeing up our pipeline to bring in new agents that will benefit the same way they did to build their business. But if we're only focused on Zillow, if we're only focused on this online, then we're more transactional, we're seeing less repeat business and referrals, and we're stagnating our growth because we're solely dependent on that lead source. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, There's one wait, more tier, Brian. I one more share, tier. All right, I want to share. I want to share this. Thanks, thanks for opening, you know, your doors and showing us the whole, the whole oh, business. There's no secrets. By the time anyone implements this, it's going to change again anyway. So that's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, that's the thing about that's the thing I love about real estate. Like everybody here is willing to share what they're doing, yeah. and people see things working, and they usually don't take action on it, but. Even if you do take action, great. It's all about execution. That's right. And, yeah. and most likely nobody in Portland is going to listen to this and execute on this, but uh, people from all over the country uh, likely will. So I hope, I hope so. Okay, last year, you said it yourself, when you're selling 70 houses a year, you don't have any life. So a lot of this company was built out of necessity in my production yep. experience. And yep. you can go have one, two or three really killer years, but can you do it? and maintain that high volume for the next 5, 10, 15 years and have a quality of life, you can't. And that's exactly where the opportunity lies. This industry is broken. It's In many ways, it's not set up for long-term success as a realtor. There's not a lot of retirement options. It's exhausting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so if an agent is maintaining 35 units or more or 20 million in volume, Works Real Estate actually employs someone to support that agent 
at a deeper level in their business. So now that agent has their own assistant that brokerage is providing, where that's a W-2 salaried employee with a small base bonus based on closings, dependent on the source of business. So if the agent, the lead agent brings in a deal, they pay the bonus or we, the, technically the brokerage pays the bonus out of the check, so on and so forth. So now that agent has a lot more leverage, searching, sending, showing, scheduling inspections. We call it the four S's. That usually takes up about 75% of the time it takes to represent a buyer. So now that agent can do 50 units a year and still have a day or two off a week and maintain a quality lifestyle. Yeah. Okay, cool. Love it. And we can go at an 80, 20 split for those heavy hitters out there in the field already. And, you know, so that's our story for now. All right. So back in November, October, November, you know, interest rates went on a hike, right? Like faster than has ever happened before because interest rates, quite frankly, have never been that low before. I've never seen a 2% interest rate in my lifetime. And I have a long lifetime that has never happened until, you know, two years ago. So interest rates come back up. They're now, you know, five to 7%, which is, you know, actually a good fair rate. If you look Mm -hmm. at, you know, the history over the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, what's happening in real estate today and what do you need to do to be successful? I just had our brokerage meeting this morning. I was talking about the agent who's going to survive and not only survive this market, but thrive in it and capture a lot of market shares. The one who has a routine is the one who is actually approaching their production and their trade like a business. You know, I'd say that teaching an agent the trade is so different than teaching them how to run a really strong, intentional repeat business, referral business that will last, you know? And I think that a lot of the change in the industry that you and I have referred to is really talking about the majority of the industry, which are part-time agents that don't do this as a full-time career. You know, they might do four four or five houses a year and that's it. I think the future of the industry is going to be more full-time, high-level advisors who are living, breathing real estate year after year. So this shift that we're experiencing, I've been talking about, because we there's always going to be another shift. It's going to happen again. And day one at Keller Williams, I remember an agent saying, this is 2011, right after the crash, they were like, oh, you just got into real estate. Today's day one. Okay, well, good luck. You better find another job soon because there's going to be another crash. And so I've had this instilled for 10 years. I need to build a hyper-intentional business now so I don't get squeezed out later. And so for any agent who's doing this full-time and has intentionality and a really solid database, I don't have a lot of concerns about it. In terms of what rates are doing, this is what I'm telling clients. Yeah, rates are higher than they were before, but historically it's pretty normal. Hopefully they'll come down. It's not ideal. I'll definitely say that there's a lot of stress on the economy and and, and that trickles down to like every family's household right now. And I think it's worth just acknowledging the pain that we're in. And yeah. after COVID, I mean, there's a lot of people in, in pain. And ultimately what I tell clients is that there's just simply not enough houses. So I can't tell you what rates are going to do. I don't have the crystal ball on that, but I do know that there's just not enough houses. Mm -hmm. And for as long as we're alive, I think housing is going to be a crisis and that there's not enough of them. And everyone deserves 
a roof over their head, a locking door, and a source of heat. And if nothing else, you just have those four walls. Like everyone deserves that sense of security. And so if you can afford to buy, if you're privileged enough to be in a position to buy, buy now and hold it. Yeah. That's what I've been. And if interest rates come down, refi. Right. Refi. And even then, when rates come down, it's not that demand is down. No one doesn't want to own a home. You know, it's just affordability is down. And so when rates come down, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be like 20 offers on every house again. Good luck. And that's exhausting too from a realtor standpoint. So, anyway, that's my thought. We need more houses. We need to build more houses. And ultimately, that's my end goal. And most builders have pulled back on their building right now. So the inventory shortage is continuing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. There's something you shared that I want to dive deeper into, though. You said, you know, if you're an agent that's running your business like a business, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So if I'm a team owner or a broker owner, how do I get my people to run their business like a business? Because yeah. that's like, those are the people that need to make this shift, right? They're the leaders of this industry, Winston. So how do I do that if I'm a business owner? Okay, this is perfect. You asked earlier what separates us between a team and a brokerage and it's ownership. That's what it is. And that, you know, our agents do buyers versus sellers. I think a good buyer's agents is what makes a good listing agent and vice versa. It's that agent's name on the sign. When they, if they ever were to transfer beyond the brokerage, the contacts that they were, that were company generated, as long as they still pay the split on that, they can walk with those contacts. So the business that they're building is theirs. And what we're doing is we're opening up a huge opportunity in the market where we're seeing a lot of really well, high volume experienced agents who are on a traditional team and they have maybe a hundred units under their belt, but they don't have anything to show for it. They don't have those deals tracked under their name. And so those agents are coming to me and they're like, I finally want to build something of my own. Perfect. Now, all of a sudden that agent is a lot more excited about taking our suggestions around how to build an intentional referral-based business and what activities you need to do that because they're tied to the results of having it as opposed to me just telling them what to do. I think there are a lot of teams that do that. In fact, my wife's team, their agents, yeah. their own transactions, you know, it all falls under their name. They have Perfect. their business. My question though is like, as a business owner, it's so important these people are running their business like a business today. Like the yeah. agents that are successful today Mm-hmm. they're doing the work. They're having the conversations. As yeah. a leader, how do I get them to do that? Good question. Okay, so I think having other agents share success stories constantly is something that, that we do a good job with. Today, we just announced a challenge up until the end of April in CSU for the most amount of appointments set for both buyers and sellers to have real estate specific set appointments. Okay. So what does that mean? So you're having a sales contest, sales challenge based on appointments set. Mm -hmm. Walk us through, when did this challenge start? Today. Actually, it starts tomorrow. We announced it today at the program. Okay. Okay. It starts tomorrow. I wish it had started on the first of the month because I wanted wanted you to share those increased results. I can guarantee you this. You will have more appointments set the next 15 days than you have the last 15 days because you are running a challenge. Yes. Uh, What made you decide to do this? 
Well, because we ran a challenge with the with reviews on Zillow, actually five star reviews on Zillow in December. We got 250 five star reviews in 30 days. <laughs> you know how many times I've heard that story? Oh, it's crazy. Reviews and that's all the reviews you need for the year, right? Because you ran a sales. It was like a five hundred dollar cash prize, and I'm like, yo, y'all don't get that. Like, you're gonna get five grand times five off this. <laughs> it's right. not, but they'll work so much harder for the five hundred. I think it's more just a healthy competition, and I understand that. It's like this healthy competition amongst your peers. And really it's like with Zillow, everyone is running their own business, but we're all still so closely tied to each other. And if someone has a really bad call, it negatively impacts everybody just the same as someone gets a listing or has an offer accepted that that's a boost everyone's performance up. And so in so many ways, we're all connected. And if I think you could get agents to see the big picture of what we're building and all the benefits that come with building a high intentional referral based business over time and the lifestyle that it comes with and the flexibility, getting people to see the big picture, I think is how you connect the, why am I doing this? That really has been proven to work for us. And, you know, we'll see over the next, you know, 45 days, how this next challenge goes. But the intention is go have more real estate conversations and you will get paid more period. I know it happens. I think it's hard for people to see that when they're not going to get, you know, a hundred dollar check at the end of every day of eight hours of cold calls or whatever. Yes. Well, I would love to hear the outcome of this challenge. I believe you'll see significant results from it. So excited to hear about that. What is the reward this time? 250 first prize, 150 second prize, 100 bucks third prize. And we're, we're doing it for both markets separate. Okay. So it's yeah, more, Portland. it's not as much about the money as it is about the culture and everybody lifting each other. And that's what you see happen when you do a sales challenge. Yeah. The tide rises for all boats, right? Yeah. Everybody's setting more appointments. Everyone's going on more appointments. And yeah. therefore, everyone is putting more transactions, more homes under contract. Yeah. And having that data to be like, look, statistically, if you call X amount of people, you get this many more deals back in 90 days, like having the data on that. I think the biggest thing is getting our agents. We just implemented a new action follow-up boss kind of rollout for database management. And as a brokerage, we created automated tasks. So we're like, if you just set the stage, all your tasks will be automated. So we're helping enable our agents to make that follow-up game way easier, which is also how we're just making it easier. You know, like agents have enough to worry about. It's our job to make their life easier. And so we're rolling that out, but part of them auditing their database is just making calls. You can't do a mass action that like defeats the whole purpose of like being intentional and making outbound calls. And so, yeah, excited to see what happens over the next 90 days or so. Yeah, exciting. All right, well, congrats on all of your success. The last thing I wanted to share before we jump off, I know you are involved and have started a couple of nonprofit charitable organizations. Love for you to share with us what you're doing there. And I think this makes a big difference and kind of separates you maybe from a lot. Yeah. Is a lot of times it's about the why. Why am I doing what I'm doing? So tell us more about those. Yeah. When I was 20, I got into some trouble. I ended up getting a DUI. I hit a car full of people and I got totally sober and changed my life. I was 20. And I spent the next 12 years helping build a nonprofit centered around helping young people who have struggled with drug and alcohol addiction and changed their life. And that was a grassroots effort on my behalf. I was a college dropout and I was like, I'm going to start a nonprofit. And everyone was like, you're crazy. You've never done that. I was like, well, no one ever has until you just do it. And so 
Fast forward today, that nonprofit now has four different locations, almost 100 employees, and gets over $5 million in grant money per year, I believe. I've passed the torch and had you know, found someone else to kind of take that. That was a four-year volunteer effort. And then I was like, okay, now I need to go make some money. I need to figure out how to build my family and support my family. But it taught me, it was the best four-year college education I ever had because it helped me create something out of nothing. I almost do better with a blank canvas than a structure. Mm-hmm. And similar to real estate, it was very transferable. It taught me how to like manage and market and organize and rally people and create systems and processes and education. And ultimately, when I got into real estate out of that I felt like I was selling out a little bit. And I was like, look, I have this philanthropic entrepreneur spirit. I want to sell real estate, learn the trade so much, and then come back to the nonprofit world. And so last year we were able to form Works Housing, which is a nonprofit centered around agent resource education and raising funds through community members, past clients to help other nonprofits who are already doing really good housing related things in the Pacific Northwest. So really excited about that. It's full circle now. So if somebody, if somebody listening wants to help with that, what can they do to help with that? Is there a website people can go to workshousing.co and our website is worksrealestate.co. Okay. So is that the best way to reach you if somebody needs to reach you, Winston? Yeah. Or Instagram is good. I'm active on Instagram always or LinkedIn. So you can find me Instagram, Winston underscore Murray one. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook and all that as well, of course. Okay. Awesome. Last question. If I'm running a real estate business, what is like the the most important advice you could give me? Just one piece of advice that you would give me that you think is going to to change my world and set me up for success in the future. Get Sisu straight up. <laughs> but, I, mean, I agree with that, but you might need to go into more depth. <laughs> well, well, I think there's so much to do in Sisu. There's a lot to learn. And by having that one thing, I think that it will force you to look at a lot of different areas in your business. I mean, we run our recruiting through that. We run our listing. We're building out the client portal. We run our, you know, our transaction coordination as well, our challenges. I mean, everything is in that. So if you get that, I think it will open up a lot of other doors of how to get organized and what things you should be paying attention to. Yeah. Well, and just so you all know, I did not pay Winston to say that, had no idea that was going to be your answer. But I honestly agree with what you're saying. That is one of the most important things you need to do to be in this business in the next three to five years. So, I mean, Brian, the software is like a dream come true, like a 10-year dream come true. So I'm really happy to be here today. And that was a genuine answer. I really appreciate your time. Well, Thanks, Winston. To all of you listeners, thanks for joining us on another episode of The Grit Podcast. If you can like this episode, give us a review. It'll help us get more and more industry leaders like Winston to join us on the show. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week on next week's episode of The Grit. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset, iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.